Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Bernice Hunt, who has an online coaching service called Keep Your Brain Sharp and offers free and paid for courses for people interested in taking care of their brain. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Bernice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on you know where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Okay, well, I am in uh, my second year, yay, of my online business, Keep Your Brain Sharp. Yeah, and I am working basically with anyone who has a brain who wants to make sure that their brain stays intact because it's never too early, it's never too late to take better care of your brain and your brain is resilient. It has plasticity so it can change and shape and be molded into. So that's who I'm working with. So it's a matter of who's ready, you know, to do something, you know, about their brain. Nice. So so what is it that you do actually help people uh, to work through or with? Okay. Well, I, I deal basically with lifestyle changes because it's like, we don't know what we don't know. And just because we've done something for a long time, Pastor once told me, you've been doing a long, you've been doing it a long time. If you do, you've been doing it wrong, long, you know? So just because you've been doing, and that's the way how you do things, doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. And some things are traditional, some things are cultural, whatever the thing is. And so I just kind of help you tweak your lifestyle practices because there are some better practices that you can do that will support better brain health. And so I take you through five areas. I call it the five keys to brain health, what every brain needs. And we go through that in every area and see what's going on with you and what you're willing to change. Nice. Oh, you can't just leave it like that. What, what are these five <laughs> keys? Come on, share, share something with us. What, okay. what are these five okay. magical keys? <laughs> okay, so I have an acronym because I'm the acronym queen. I do acronyms to help me remember. And I think it'll help other people remember too. So I have an acronym. The word is NEEDS. N-E-E-D-S, needs. And those are my five keys and they stand for nutrition, exercise, engagement, de-stressing, which includes detoxing and sleep. So those are the areas that are beneficial to your brain and it's what your brain needs. And I find that most people do two or three of those things, maybe max, but there's very few people I run across that are really intentionally addressing all of those areas. Mm. nice so how how did you come about this what made you decide that this is the business that you want to do okay well I wish I could say it was just you know total you know love and care for society but 
Actually, I was scared into it. That's why I'm doing this business. You know how you can be scared into doing something, scared into acting right? That's what happened with me. And what happened, something happened with my husband as well as myself. It just catapulted me into, mm. I'm gonna start this business. With my husband, he contracted sepsis through a kidney infection and the infection went into his brain. He was hospitalized in ICU for a couple of weeks. And um, I got to see firsthand uh, just a glimpse of what it was like to be with someone close to you whose brain was broken mm. because his brain, he was, he was delirious. When he would talk, he would talk gibberish. You wouldn't understand what he was saying. He was hallucinating. He thought he had his cell phone in his hand and he was dialing a number. Nothing was there. You know, you know, he couldn't understand why I could not understand him. He got you know belligerent at times because he didn't want to be in the hospital. He wants to go home. And if mm -hmm. you know, you can imagine a, a man that's 195 pounds, able body, formal, former construction foreman, you're trying to get him, maneuver him in back in the bed or somewhere. That's not a good, that's not a good look, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, this is a lot. <laughs> And I only had to deal with it for, like I said, a few days. He's in the hospital a couple of weeks. And then he came home and thank God he is recovering and he's doing good. And he, they got the inflammation all out of his brain. His kidneys back functioning 70%. So life is good. But I was, I got, it got me thinking. I was already a wellness coach. I was a certified wellness coach, but I was just dabbling in it. because I didn't want a J-O-B really. I was already tired from teaching. Didn't want another job. So I, but the job just, found you. Yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> so I'm dabbling in that. And I really knew I didn't know that much specifically about brain health. You know, I had more of a generic type of thing. And so I started reading and researching about brain health. I was like, what do these people do? What are their caretakers do? And what's the prognosis? I knew there was no medical cure that's found yet for that. And I'm like, what is, what can they do? You know, so I had started doing that. And then you know how stress can trigger things in your own body. Mm. I thought everything was copacetic. Everything was going good. Life was good. My husband was back home. He was recovering. Everything was good. I'm driving down the street one day. And all of a sudden, I don't know where I am. No landmarks look familiar. I could not have told you if you had paid me where I was. Now this only happened for about five or six seconds. And then my brain kind of snapped back in. And I realized I was around the corner from my house. It scared the, the jeebies out of me. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? And I was so scared. I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't tell my husband. I tell for years, I didn't tell anyone about it because I did not want to hear their response. But I knew it was not normal. <laughs> and I knew that I needed to find out what I could do regarding my brain, because if that was going to start happening to me, it was going to be all downhill from there. So I was like, OK, Look, looking back now with your expertise and what you know and how you help other people, what, what was going on in that moment? Yeah, well, your brain your brain, it was like a brain fart. Okay, <laughs> It's like a brain fart where the connection didn't happen because our brain cells are dying off just like other cells die off. Our brain cells die off also, but we have new ones being born just mm. like we have new ones being born on the other cells in our bodies and stuff. However, 
the new ones that are being born, 50% of those will die unless you nurture them. I didn't say nourish. You do need to nourish them. It's like you can nourish your whole body needs nourishment. Okay, we got that. You got to nourish them. But you also have to nurture them, provide them with new experiences, discovery, problem solving, learning new things, mm. all that kind of thing. If you don't, up to 50% of those can die. But if you do, up to 99% of your new brain cells can live and mature and take over when your old cells die off. Okay. So with myself, like I said, you know, the five things that I said that every brain needs, I was really good with exercise, still am. I love exercising, have always loved it. Really good. Well, I call myself pretty good with nutrition. At that time, I was a vegan. Now I'm just, you know, plant based. But anyway, I was vegan for years. I still take good care of, of my eating habits. Okay. Um, engagement. You know, I do, I was a teacher, so I was totally engaged with all that, with kids interacting, all that kind of stuff with my church, all that kind of stuff. Sleep was, sleep was not, was not bad. It was starting to, I was starting to notice a little bit of things with my sleep, but not, mm. I wasn't really worried about it. But de-stressing wasn't happening for me because I was that workaholic personality, that get her done attitude, you know, <laughs> I would stay up all hours of the night, two or three o'clock in the morning to finish something off because I needed mm. to get that done, you know, and it was ongoing. I always had something ongoing. There's always a project, always a deadline or a timeline. A lot of times self-imposed. Yeah. I just told myself I needed to do this. I start cleaning the house. I would clean the whole house. I don't care how long it took. You know, I couldn't stop until everything was done. And so that kind of attitude, we get used to it. I would have said, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just who I am because it's become a habit. But when you're self-imposing that kinds of those kinds of things on yourself, your body can be stressed, a low mm -hmm. level stress, a low level stress you're accustomed to. So you don't really recognize it as being stressed. If anyone asked you if you're stressed, no, you're not stressed. You're just getting this done. You know, just, uh, you're not eating, you're not drinking your, your water, you're not doing anything because guess what? Most important thing is getting it done. But no, you're not stressed. Just, you know, that's just how you work, you know? And at sometimes, you know, that's, that's, that's profitable. But the thing is, at some point, you got to hit that stop button, you have to hit that rest button. So for you, was it that awareness, the awareness of seeing, okay, across all these different um, aspects, yeah, you got this one nailed, that one's done, you do that one, of course, but oh, once you saw this and it was a big gaping hole that said, hey, the big neon sign, the problem is here, mm -hmm. I guess that's guilt-inducing, it's um, shameful, but then it's also, it's it's empowering and revealing, so um Actually, let's let's do a little fast forward because now, obviously, you're you're scaling your business. Now you're looking to help many more people with everything that you've been through and everything that you've learned and how you've put this all together. So, as a business owner, growing um, every business owner needs more leads, more sales, more people to help. Um, how is that knowing that what you know about yourself being like okay, the inability to de-stress? That's the element that 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 sort of is was in your nature how is that now as a as a business owner trying to scale what i do is i have my cutoff time which is very very hard for me you know 
One of the things with the benefit sleep is not using, cutting your screens off an hour or two before you go to bed. Huh? That, <laughs> a lot of people don't like to hear that. I was, I wouldn't have liked to hear that, but you need to cut off at a, at a certain point. And so I decided that after 8.30, I'm done. I don't care. And I just had to trust that it was going to be okay. And guess what? It always works out. You know, I turn my phone off. I don't receive any calls after 8.30, you know, and they get used to it. They, they, they leave a message. I, I hear it the next, next morning or they just say, you aren't answering your phone. So I don't answer my phone after 8.30. I figure if it's a real emergency, you're going to come over. <laughs> if there's a real emergency, they will find you. I mean, that, now that's a beautiful point. The inability to switch off as an entrepreneur, it's partly because, oh, we're passionate. We love what we do. Therefore, it's easy to go on to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh-oh. But I'm enjoying it or but I'm helping people. It's that badge of honor rather than taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's also that stress and worry comes into it, which is kind of controlling. Uh, but yeah, to put that down and say, no, Here's a time. Here's my boundaries, my personal boundaries. So I think stage one is doing the environmental, putting your mm-hmm. phone off, um, mm-hmm. not looking at work. But then you've got the other two areas, mental and physical. Mm-hmm. So all the, the mental, the thoughts of, oh, I need to do this tomorrow, or um, I'm still thinking about how to get this message across, or why didn't that work today? So we're backing the mental. And then the physical, which is, of course, you know, maybe there's pangs of ooh, anxiety or, you know, maybe you've gone dorsal and you don't want to move. You're frozen. You're, so it's all these different things we're juggling. So obviously technology is one step, but what is it for you that once that's out of the way, what kind of lingers or maybe used to linger? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I talk to myself, you know, because you do have a habit. You have a lot of things on your mind and you lay down or you go to bed or whatever and you can't cut your brain off because all this stuff you're trying to, mm-hmm. you know. I talk to myself and I say, you know what? You need to go to sleep. This can wait till tomorrow. You need to think about you. Your brain is more important than whatever it is that you need to take care of because you don't need to take it right now. Your brain needs you to go to sleep. So we can, And I just talk to myself and counsel myself, you know, into doing what I need to do. Because I, I tell people, you know, they have a lot of excuses and reasons why they can't, can't, can't because of their family or because of their career mm. or whatever, whatever, you know? And I say, you know what? You, you see yourself, you know, as carrying other people's burdens right now because you think you have to. But if you keep this up long-term, you're going to become the burden. Mm-hmm. So now, is that right love? Back, right back to the work that you do right yeah. back to it's so tough but the pressure the oh, putting yourself last putting other people first whether it's family or clients or the business it can be so so tough um mm-hmm. but there we are devices yeah. away boundaries set talk to thyself guide ourselves through this because we all know what right. to do in fact right. we know what the right thing to do is it's right. just, can we do it? Right. Have we got and the trust. habit breakers? Do you trust? Do you have faith that this is going to work, that this will work? You know, try it, you know, try it. If you try it for 10 weeks or whatever, and you don't think it's working. But when I tried, decided I would try putting things down, cutting things off, letting things go, closing shop, 
I found out that things still got done on time, you know, and I, my sleep, you know, improved, you know, my attitude, my mood improved, my, your weight also improved because if you are sleep deprived or whatever, you have a tendency to overeat the next day, 300 calories and they're not good calories, sugar, fat, salt calories Mm. the next day. And so it affects you in so many ways. And so if you just try it, give it a try for a, a certain amount of time, you know, say, I'll try it for 30 days or whatever. And see, how you get. that's like with my husband, when I would throw things on him for him to do, and he would, if he would try it, what, what changed his attitude the most was how he felt after he had made those changes. Not me so much talking, talking, talking about it, but him doing it and seeing how he felt. And now he does, he continues those things because he makes him feel better. There we go. There's the case study. This is what it's all about, people. Giving it a try. Seeing what works for you. Seeing how you feel. But trust, faith, um, belief. Oh, my gosh, they go a long way. Um, let's put this into sort of business context because, obviously, now you now you are trying to get people out there. You're, you're expanding your team. You're trying to reach more people, trying to make a bigger impact in the world. Um, what's, what's tough right now for you with where you are? Um, is just being out there, ex- getting exposure is, is the thing with me. First of all, I had to release, oh my gosh, I was in tears at one point when, you know, I'm, you know, my mindset used to be, you know, I am woman, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, you know, so I could, I could handle this business, you know, but I never had a business, but I can mm-hmm. handle this business. And whatever it needs to do, I will learn it. I will do it. I would ex- it will excel. I am woman. You know, that was my attitude. One day I had to break down because I realized woman or not, I can't do all this myself. <laughs> I could not do all this myself. You can tell by my age, I'm not of the technology generation. So that was a whole world in itself. There was a whole lot of learning in itself that I... Mm. I was at a loss. I was in this one coaching thing and they were trying to say, explain how to do this one app or whatever. They lost me after they said it was simple. The first next words they say after it's so simple. I didn't understand what they were talking about. And I'm like, you do the what? You take the what? <laughs> and so when I realized that I needed help and realized that if I believe in this business, if I believe that I had something to offer that there were people that wanted to hear it. You know, mm. they could make their choices after they heard it, but there were people out there because like my husband, as he told me when we um, was doing recovering stuff, he's like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to do because doctors will tell you, you know, they'll give you all the medications and whatever, see you in three months, see you in six months. And if you're not doing well, they will increase the doses or whatever they do, but they don't spend a lot of time telling you what you can do practically, functionally, lifestyle to make those changes you know and if so is this is this your mission to educate to to show the right people that you have a choice here is what you can do to take back control to mm-hmm. create an actual list of here's what you should do rather than being overwhelmed with what well, puts back to business you know this how do you get yourself out there how do you get more visibility well you have paid advertising, you have organic social media, you can do videos, you can do reels, you can do posts, you can engage in groups and communities. 
You've got your email list. You've got other funnels. Oh my gosh, the list goes on. That's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> Similar to what your clients are going through. So how do you condense that with, okay, yes, there are a gazillion things you can do. And of course, every single one says, this is how you make a gazillion dollars and reach right. all the people you want and right. become all the, the unicorn farts and rainbows. It's not all like that. So <laughs> what can you do to really zone in on, okay, what do you need with your business? Where is your area of expertise? Where are you struggling? Where do you know what to do, but can't quite do it? So how can you curate for your business, what you've done with how you fulfill your business? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But once I realized that I couldn't do it all, and I, I realized I didn't need to do it all. I just had to be willing to delegate those things and stay in my zone. What is the thing that I do best? And what, the, what is the thing that I love to do? And what is the thing that people react to when I do it? That's that, what was, it was that tough or was that relief? Both. It was tough financially because I had to, mm. you know, bite the bullet and convince my husband that biting the bullet was something was going to pay off in the long run. You know, and because, because, you know, I have, I am retired. He is retired also. And, and his thing is we're retired. Why are we spending all this money on this thing? You know, kind of thing. Why don't we just enjoy our retirement kind of thing? But, you know, if you have not noticed, I am passionate about brain health and about spreading the word and helping other people that want to be helped, you know, that are looking for things. I want to be of service to them. And my husband told me years ago before we retired that when he retired, he wanted to go outside and play. And I love that expression. I said, that's what I want to do, go outside and play. And for me, playing is when I help people, when I service people, when I share what I know, when I research things and figure out, plan and create. That to me is fun. That's playing for me. And Beautiful so play. So mm -hmm. word we use so much on this podcast, you have to play, bring back the playfulness into it. So that you, I think that's beautifully eloquently described. Your husband wants to go outside and play. You, you want to go outside and play. And this is your version of that. Mm -hmm. Then you get that emotional immunity. You get that. No, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is me enjoying the time that I have. Some people call it work. I'm just playing. How much just saying those and feeling those words, how much of a, a freedom does that give you with, you know, not worrying about the success or the failure of the business, not worrying about, you know, the figures that you're hitting or the people that, you know, the, the numbers that you really want, does that sort of release some of that, that stress and worry? Yeah. Because I feel that through it all, God has still got my, he's got me, you know, it's, I haven't lost a dime. I mean, I've invested money, but I haven't lost, you know, a dime. I'm eating every day. You know, life, you know, life is good. Life is good. And I'm touching lives. And the timeline is so if you can release that, if I can release that timeline. I want to have this by this time. I want to have this by this time. You know, as long as you're continuing to grow, I feel, as long as I'm continuing to grow, I'm more, I'm more worried about being stagnant and not growing, you know? But as long as I'm continuing to grow, I feel that everything's going to be where it gets to in this time. And I read, I think it was John Maxwell. He was saying, the question is not, um, 
can I do it? But how much can I grow? How far can I go? You know? So, okay, let's answer that question. Well, actually, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What do you imagine this being? Yeah. Um, And honestly, what I want to do is I want to take this business and have it as a legacy for my children and my grandchildren and my great grandchildren. I have one, one and a half great grandchildren right now. But anyway, (laughs) I want to have, I want to leave that for them. And they may sell it, they may continue it, whatever, but I want to have something for them. And so I want to do this business, not till I'm a hundred, but I want to do this business, you know, for five or six more years, get it to a level where it can either be sold or passed on or whatever. And I have something, I leave something for them that is a service to the people. Fantastic. Oh, leave a legacy. Hell yes. So look, Thank you so, so much for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing some advice and wisdom along the way. Um, look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? On my website, keepyourbrainsharp.com. And that, that's where you'll find access to my free masterclasses, to my better brain quiz, to my newsletter, all those things I do. Um, I also am on Facebook and I do um, videos twice a week as well, but Go to my website, keepyourbrainsharp.com, and we can connect. Awesome. Everyone, go check it out. Take the quiz. Um, And Bernice, thank you so much again for sharing. You are so very welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. See you next time. Bye.